Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. Discover the all-new Renault Arcana at Blackstone Motors that comes with a five-year warranty. Call us now to arrange a test drive or visit blackstonemotors.ie for more details. You're very welcome to Late Lunch this Wednesday afternoon. Artists of the week to come, their horse lips, of course, this week. And a special song for you, The Bridges of County Meath, or Meath County. We'll be talking about them. Thrombosis Awareness Day today. Uh, it's a serious issue in this country and in the world. Mel Gelato, yes, uh, Sarah Clark, the owner she can't get staff. She's had to close her business in swords. We're going to be hearing the story a little bit later on. We meet the Salty Sea Sisters, Anya and Emer, And of course, we'd love you to be involved as well. The numbers today, 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me to the show or 1850-715-958 if you'd like to call in. Well, have you digested the budget at this stage? I have to say that each year when we get the new diary in January, on this day, the day after the budget on late lunch we put one name in the diary year on year it's Gail McAvoy from McAvoy Craig and she's back with us again this year Gail how are you? Oh great Jerry. thank you very much and um, good afternoon to you and your listeners Thanks for joining me again on the show I'm going to throw something at you moving the deck chairs uh, on the, the deck of the ship uh, one for everyone in the audience a populist yeah. budget what do you say to those sort of comments in general on it? Well, do you know what? It was an inoffensive budget. And I think that the, the comment about one for every one of the audience is very true. Everybody got a little something. Um, probably only enough to keep up with the rate of inflation as it stands at the minute. So I think, I don't know if anyone is any better off, um, but they, they're not worse off, which they would have been by the end of the year had it not been there. It, it, it's a reasonable budget. Um, maybe some people would criticise, and I probably would myself, that he gave away stuff he didn't need to give away, and maybe it would have been better to focus um, everything on the health sector and to try and get that, that, that fixed and the money to be directed there. Uh, welcome uh, money spent on students, uh, the, the free youth the, the youth travel card allowing them 50% discounts um, and there's more money um, being put into education uh, class numbers down to 24 as opposed to 25 so those are all very welcome and they were they, they were um, spoken about as, as everything was leaked what did somebody um, 
compare it to the budget before it was issued that it was like a Welsh uh, greenhouse. Yes, yes. And this is the way they do it now. They feed out these things and they sort of gauge reaction in advance and it's never far yes. from the rumour mill when it's actually the Minister rises to his feet and announces the budget in the doll. Let's uh, drill into some specifics. People yes. at work, income tax, how are we all going to be fixed there, PAYE? Well, there's, there's two very small measures there. Uh, one is the rate band, that that's the band between 20% and 40%. Before you hop into the 40%, that's going to be increased by €1,500. Euro, um, and you're getting an additional uh, tax credit of €50 euro a year. So that's going to be worth about €350 euro to individuals uh, over the coming year in 2022. Mm. So it's, it's not massive. That's my point. It, and it costs a fair bit to get that there. So uh, you, one would wonder if it was nearly better not to bother. Yeah, you're talking about what, over 50 odd weeks, seven yeah. euro a week or whatever is exactly. the bottom line there coming back to you. Um, what about income tax uh, and, and vouch, these vouched expenses for people who are working from home? Well, I think this is a great move because I think since COVID, one of the positives to come out of it um, would be the fact that people were allowed to work from home and employers had got to experience firsthand what that was like. Okay, particularly the smaller um, businesses. And in most cases, production actually increased. Um, which I, I know there has been talk that um, employees have, have not benefited from this, but the commute time is saved and production has gone up. And with the aid of technology, um, it, I mean, it's a great work-life balance for people. And these, this 30% of vouched expenses, um, so whatever you've spent on your heat, electricity and broadband incurred while working from home, so that would be a portion of it's two out of five days, mm. 30% of that you can get a deduction for in tax. So if you're on the 20% back bracket, you'll get 20%. If not, you'll get 40%. But, I mean, it's very welcome and it just shows um, that the government are supporting this whole work from home. Um, and, it, I mean, it is a positive thing for the climate and it has a positive thing for the work-life balance. OK, so that's uh, for the workforce. What about social yeah. welfare? Where do, where are, they, uh, are the gains there? Well, there's five euro increase in most of the social welfare payments, um, the unemployment benefit, the um, state pension, the job seekers, all of that. So you get five euro a week in main welfare payments. So um, obviously uh, the, 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 the pensioners, well, uh, the pensioners that deserve it, and that is not that they <laughs> deserve is not the right word, but there are a significant amount of pensioners in the country that are... Um, uh, earning well over 100 grand, you know, and this, this um, five euro a week increase has been given to everybody, okay? Mm. So th- that's, and that may be something that didn't need to be done. Uh, job Seekers Allowance and um, the unemployment benefit and all of those allowances, they, they, they will need that. I mean, the cost of um, fuel has gone up and the cost of living has gone up, so that, that was well deserved there. Okay, so perhaps a mean testings, a means testing potentially. mechanism potentially yeah. for pensions where people, you know, are comfortable. Well, why give the fiver yet uh, at the other end where people need every euro uh, uh, of that pension to just get by? That's really where uh, it should be focused on. The other thing is uh, the fuel allowance is up at two. That's right. It's up at five euro from I think it was from yesterday at midnight. Um, and again, the cost of fuel though has gone up. Also. Yes. So, yeah, and the, the, the fuel allowance isn't available to every um, 
every uh, social welfare recipient, it, it is means tested. Okay, okay, and so the uh, the good won't ne- cover the increase. Yes, you know, yes, yes, and and the, the the other thing just to mention the Christmas bonus. I mentioned it here yesterday as the minister was yeah. on his feet is happening and has been confirmed as well. So there's little extra there to celebrate the yeah. festive season. Carers, what about carers? They've uh, yeah, uh, come out of this well. They have indeed, you know, um, and it's it's deserved. I mean, the work that carers do, they they shoulder a lot of the, the state's obligations in relation to elderly um, people and also um, the disabled people. So they're, um, a single person's allowed to earn now 350 and a couple 750 per week, which is a significant jump and they still qualify for this payment. And then there's a lot of money has been um, put aside uh, for this. Um, area in the healthcare. Mm, good, good, good there because carers do an, an enormous job on behalf of the state and deserve every recognition they get. The Help the Buy scheme, that's been continued into next year. It is, yeah. It was it was increased to 30,000 for um, the, the, the eligible um, first-time buyers um, there and that 30,000 is being extended out to next year but they are um, promising a review of the whole scheme next year. Because there, as always, when criticism for this scheme is that uh, this money is going into the developers' pockets, and um, so they are going to have a look and see um, where the scheme, the where the benefits are, and whether they will uh, change it altogether. Well, as they say, the Lord give it with one hand and take away <laughs> with the other, and so be it. When you look at the cost of fuel, petrol, diesel, coal, gas, electricity, everything, they're all on the rise. Yeah. They are. So uh, we've estimated that it's going to be an extra euro 28 for your tank of petrol and an extra euro 48 for your tank of diesel and cigarettes is 50 cents. Um, so th- they're the old reliables. That's where they get their money um, uh, every single year. Um, so, yes, yeah, it, it uh, it's no surprise there. Yeah. I mean, you, you'll have to take a mortgage out eventually it's to looking buy a like pack it. of cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. It is, Gail, and you'll need an extra tank uh, uh, tagged along with your car with the way things are, are going with the fuel because there's been numerous, as you know yourself, if you go to the yeah. pumps in the last month, even less, two weeks, the way fuel has risen, and here, here it goes again. No, not, alcohol not touched. No, no, um, but uh, we still haven't really gotten over that euro we put on the bottle of wine. So it was probably a very wise move um, coming into an election in the, in the near future. So <laughs> uh, they didn't touch that. Maybe he wants us to have a, a little tipple so we'll forget perhaps and, and be merry uh, with, yeah. with, with the ins and outs of the budget. But there, there you have it. In a general sense then, we're talking about, you know, there's no doubt about this, climate change, more efficient cars, electric cars, efficiency at home there's been a block of money assigned to homes and refitting yes there has you know um, and I think that the government are forced this is very topical at the minute I mean every single newspaper you open will have some story on climate change at the minute and certainly for the younger people coming up the young voters and all of that they are very they are very interested in this and they want to see some action in this regard as everybody does so um, this could not be ignored. And uh, they have um, allocated $202 million for 2022 for people to improve the energy efficiency of their home. Now, there's no very little detail on that at the minute, uh, but it, it will be forthcoming and it will be well worth 
um, if you're looking to do some work to your house, if you can manage to get a, a tradesman to do it for you, um, to, to get in touch with SEAI Ireland and they will give you details of how you, you can make any claims back and all of that sort of thing. But £202 million is a significant amount of money. You're on the ball, Gail McAvoy. If you could get a tradesperson, <laughs> we won't even go down that road. That's going to be a discussion for another day. By God, they're like chicken's teeth at the moment. Now, on the health front, um, I, I think you mentioned it at the top of the show there, free GP care to be extended to children aged six and seven. This is very welcome. It is, yes. It was It was a muted, right? So it's not a surprise. Um, it was something they had to do um, and it's now ex- extended to, to up to seven years of age. I mean, the ideal... Um, the idea you'd want it at age 12 you know but yeah. to cover it but these are small steps and it's all going in the right direction so that would be very welcome to a lot of parents Free contraception as well uh, also had to mention this as it was unfolding yesterday for women aged 17 to 25 from next August and here's one I'm, I'm sure people would be interested in the drugs repayment scheme there's a change here Yes, there is. So normally, um, you get the the your limit is one hundred and fourteen euro a month, and that's been uh, dropped to a hundred euro a month. Um, so so that, that I mean that's good news. That's fourteen euro for anybody who is um, over the limit or spending that volume of money on drugs. Yeah, so there is yeah. a, a little yeah. back there, and uh, yeah. if you are paying a bill each month, well, that little bit of relief there is to be welcomed. Fourteen euro a month is not to be uh, sniffed at. Um, the wage subsidy scheme. What's happening there? Yeah, that's been extended um, to the 30th of April 22. That that hadn't been confirmed previously. I think everybody was of the view it was going to end in December. It's going out to April 22, and it's but it is closed to new employers from the 1st of January. So if you if you need to get on that scheme, you need to do it before the 1st of January, and you only have the four months um, up to then. So this will really affect... Um, you know, uh, t- t- probably the entertainment sector and all of that, where they're they're not open full time or they're not mm-hmm. able to open uh, to the full extent because with the restrictions that are in place with six at a table and all of that sort of thing. So this has been very welcome for anybody in that sector uh, that has been you know badly affected by COVID. Uh, we're hearing every day the students are struggling for accommodation at college for food, basic food in places. Well, yeah. food banks in our universities now. This travel card, 50% discount for those between age 19 and 23 is somewhat of a little relief there. It's a little relief, you know, and a lot of students are finding themselves that they now have to commute to college, that that they're they're not able to afford to move to Dublin or Galway or Cork or wherever the college happens to be. So um, this this will be very welcome, that it will have the cost of travel. And to be fair, the student card did already offer you... um, this uh, facility if you were a student you know you had to apply for that card and you did get a reduction but this is a youth travel card you don't necessarily need to be at college and mm. or anything like that so it just encourages everybody I suppose to use public transport and that those links and it cuts the cost off it for them. Commercial rates? Yes I believe a commercial rates waiver um, for any business affected by um, COVID, which would be the hospitality and the arts sector and all of that sort of thing, they, they, they're getting a waiver uh, for the first quarter next year. So th- I think it's obviously that the government here believes that by next April we should be 100% back to normal, um, all things considered, and they're extending nearly every single um, subsidy uh, that they have in place to include the rates uh, up to that time. 
finally, not a mention that I can see uh, as I leaf through uh, the uh, budget announcement of the self-employed. Did you pick out anything for self-employed people? There was a little bit for um, business tax, okay, um, in in a sense that uh, the EII scheme that um, has been in place for quite a while, is, it was due to end this December, that is uh, being extended. And they have changed some of the categories um, of people that can apply for this relief. And this relief is for um, individuals investing in SMEs, uh, startup enterprises, and they get a tax relief uh, for that. So they have made some changes to that and they have extended it. Uh, full details are not available yet, but it, it does look like they're looking at it. They've been promising a whole revamp of this area uh, for the last, I'd say, five or six years, you mm. know, and it has not come. You know, and now is the time to be looking at it. I mean, the COVID, one of the things that did teach us, our dependence on our local business and our, at the small yes. enterprise, you know, and I think it made the government uh, look, open their eyes and see how invaluable and how important that is to the whole community. And um, so maybe, maybe um, they, they will start looking at it again, but still they have done nothing on this. Gail, as usual, a lovely summary there in pounds, shillings and pence. Thank you so much for joining us on this day as usual. Uh, thanks a million, Jerry. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's the brilliant Gail McAvoy there from McAvoy Craig, who joins us each year uh, to open the show on this day after Budget Day. If you had the magic wand, if you were the minister, what would you have done that wasn't done yesterday? Is there anything on your mind that you'd have said, look, I'd have done this for sure in the budget? Have you any thoughts on that uh, or anything to say on it at all? We'd love to hear from you. 086-1800-658. That's the WhatsApp or text number 1850 if you'd like to call in. Now, I'm going to ponder that myself and Louise will too during this short break and hopefully you'll have something to say to you in what we would have done as Minister for Finance when we rose to announce our budgets yesterday. Louise Walsh has been elected Minister for Finance in the uh, government and she's giving her budget and she's just uh, thinking about what would be her her strategy. If you had, you know, think about the budget. If you had a say and you could do one or two things, what would you do? Everything's so serious. So, right, two quick things. I'd give a free weekend away to all parents. Uh, Not because I don't love my children, but because I'm wrecked. (laughs) So, free weekend away for yeah. all parents. All parents. One weekend yeah. away in the year. Free, free gratis. Okay, free go on. Yes, Minister. And then I'd have one day in the year where nobody's allowed to give out about anything. Nothing. <laughs> You're not allowed to grumble. You're not allowed to call names, anybody names. You just keep it... Just. N- be positive the whole day and smile. And I like nothing. that. And uh, no, I don't know what I do myself. Yeah, I don't anyway, and <laughs> no give out day. No don't give out. You can't day. give out about anything. No, or I like that. I like that. What well, would you do? Well, okay, if I was minister and I had a choice, I think I'd move towards a four-day working week. A four-day working week, I think I'd move towards. Now, we might have to work a little longer in the four Mm. days, but a four-day working week, which day would you like off? Would you like the Sunday? No, No, would you like the Friday or the Monday? Monday. Would you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we'll work then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and we'll take... Saturday, Sunday, Monday off. So you'd like the Monday off in my regime of giveaways. I take Mondays off anyway. Have you not noticed? (laughs) (laughs) Then you could go belubas on Sunday night and not worry about it. (laughs) 
Anyway, that's myself and Louise thoughts if we were minister for a day. What would you do if you were minister or you had an opportunity to make a change? Make something a lighthearted. Yes, yeah, something lighthearted. A little bit funny from all the serious stuff. Let us know. We want to hear from you. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text us to the show. 1850-715-958 if you'd like to call in. We're talking to the Salty Sea Sisters after two on the show. But taking us to uh, news and weather at two o'clock. We're playing Irish all this month on LMFM Radio. It's the four of us and Mary. Some of your thoughts on the budget, if you had your say, put more money into the hospitals. Uh, there are people, yes, would love to see a four-day week with the Monday off, as I suggested. And on a serious note, for all the carers working for private companies and on a low wage, Jerry, to be given extra credits only to be slapped with the fuel hike makes a carer on the road want to look for a position with less driving, says somebody there who's obviously in the business themselves. I thank you for your message and it's a valid point you make to us this afternoon. Keep making them. 086 1800 658 WhatsApp or text us to the show 1850 if you'd like to call into late lunch on LMFM radio welcome to the show if you're listening on your radio your smart speaker online or on the app today don't forget to download our app the LMFM app you can bring us with you then wherever you are in the world and I know we have people listening to us all over the world this afternoon now don't have to remind you, sea swimming, well, it's really taken off, especially since the lockdown and the lovely summers we've had as well. There are so many people taking to the water, north, south, east and west in the country. But we're joined now by two ladies who really formalised the sea swimming because their sensations on Instagram, Facebook and they have their own website now. Yes, they're the Salty Sea Sisters and I'm delighted to welcome Anya McCauley and Emer Tangney to Late Lunch. Hello, girls. <laughs> Hello there. Hiya, how's it going? I'm I'm delighted to get the Perry because I thought she'd be out in the water and I would never get a chance to talk to you. But anyway, you're very welcome to the show. Listen, Emar, you kick the ball off here, begin the ball rolling, will you? Because you were the one who sort of put this whole thing afoot. Tell us the story. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess I was looking for some people to start mountain biking with. This was a couple of years ago and I was like peak lockdown and I had like I was just try- trying to find some people to hit out in the trails with and Anya had posted on a Facebook group but it had been her post had been sitting there for about a year with no contact on it um, for if anybody wanted to head out mountain biking with her so I found the post and messaged her a year later albeit um, asking if she was still up for heading out and yeah we did we went out mountain biking together a few days later and yeah I guess the rest is history we kind of started tangenting into different sports <laughs> and whatnot from there and then the whole Sea Sister uh, Instagram page came about just so we could try and create a platform where other people could connect the way that we did. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of grown legs and people have been really enjoying what's been coming from it. On you, a year on and this weird woman contacts you. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get rid of her. No, I couldn't get rid of her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, it was probably a surprise and a delight at the same time, you know, to meet somebody of your ilk and then to, you know, the rest is history at this stage, aren't you? Uh, it's just been such a pleasure, like the whole way through to meet someone, <laughs> to meet someone that says yes to all my crazy hairbrained ideas. <laughs> it's just been fabulous. <laughs> yeah, it's just become a partner in crime. No, no. We mentioned salty sea sisters, and of course that suggests the sea. But there's more uh, to you, Anya, than just uh, swimming in the sea. Yeah. Um, so salty sea sisters is a whole community of of women 
uh, designed to empower women uh, to get involved in the outdoors and to support each other in doing so and to support each other in general. It's all about um, like female empowerment and that's not it's not about discouraging men in any way at all it's just about lifting women and women being together to support women so that's across every um, sport or outside activity really from uh, from sea swimming to surfing to hiking to running to pretty much anything if you're wanting to get involved in a community like that that's what we're trying to set up to make it able for you to meet those people uh, and form those connections. Can I say to you, as a man, never bring a man next nor near Salty Sea Sisters. We have no business being there. And honestly, this bull that I hear about having to integrate people into this, that and the other, it just makes me puke, to be honest with you. Salty Sea Sisters is for the girls and keep it like that forever. Are you listening to me now? I'm giving you a lecture today. I'm lecturing you on Perry on this. (laughs) Make sure, put it in your constitution now. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, Emer. Obviously, you two are in the, you're in the northwest of Ireland, yeah, that area? The, so I live on the north coast of Northern Ireland. Anya lives in Belfast. I'm oh, right. from Kerry, so quite yeah. a, quite a bit of a commute to yes. get home. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but you, just to get a picture for our listeners, you're in that neck of the woods up the, the north of, of the wee island here that we all all live on and share. But um, have you now a group? You know, gathered a group around yourselves. So we kind of started the page just to bring a group of our friends together. Yeah. We've just grown legs from there. We have had, we've had a few meetups and we had a big birthday celebration last month. But really what we want to do is just create like a space where people can connect with each other and set up their own meetups mm. and events. And that really has happened. It's been great to see. Like we put up a post a few months ago just getting people to kind of introduce themselves. And the comments were just amazing. And it was like all these like women connecting. And then they'd be like, oh, I'm in like Galway I want to go sip in the sea as well so then they they just connected themselves and then a bunch of different WhatsApp groups came off the back of that so we try to signpost people to those types of things so that we don't always have to be there facilitating it's more of just bringing people together so that they can then yes. go about their own activities and set up their own events and have their own mm. out, in, out in the great outdoors can I say you're the umbrella for all of this? I think you know you you and you cover all, and many have have joined you, as you said. And now there are salty sea sisters up and down and around the coast perfect. of Ireland. It's yeah. it's a fantastic <laughs> that is a perfect word. Yeah, it's a fantastic <laughs> story. It really it really is. And then of course you produced this swim map of Ireland by the salty sea sisters. How did you draw that up, uh, Anya? Um, so we were just sitting one night um, and we were uh, coming up with a list of all of the places that we wanted to go swimming and we were kind of dotting them out and then we were like, wouldn't this be great to be as a map? Because we kind of had the map idea as well as we were making creating this list and we thought, well, wouldn't this be great if people had this? And then they, because obviously if a, an area is familiar to you, those places that you go swimming may be known to you, but if you're going to a different part of mm. Ireland that isn't so familiar, that information is not um, so clear and it's so fun if you actually have, like really like a treasure map of like places that you can go and explore and then you can tick them off as you go along and mm. it nearly feels like gives you a sense of achievement. So, yeah, we kind of, we came up with it, especially because our whole ethos is around community and giving people like the tools in which they can grow their own communities with and enjoy each other's company. And uh, yeah, so that's what sparked it and led to the creation of our Sully Sea Sister map. 
Well done to you because that is a valid point. You can visit if you're a local, it's fine, and you know your local area. But if you're on a break or on holidays or visiting, it's good to know and to have that you've 140 locations. Hey, tell me this, Emer. Uh, how many of them have you visited? Or would this be a little project for you to visit them all and swim in every one of them? Have you put your thoughts towards that at all? Yeah, well, see here, this is the rule as well. You're only allowed to tick off ones that you've completed since the map launched in May. So right. Like the blank canvas from then, I'd say I've done maybe around ooh, 15 or 20 of them. I'm Good. not actually quite sure. Yeah. But, yeah, there's definitely a lot more to be done. Mm. They're in all corners mm. of... Ah, listen, through time, it's a lot, 140, but please, God, with time uh, and everything going your way, you'll get to most of them. But look, you've done a real service for people in highlighting these. Look, back to the seas, ladies, and and, and year-round swimming. God almighty, you know, you see the ferocity of the sea at times and wintertime when the weather is cold and the sea is cold. Never, never shirks, never pushes you back, Emer or Anya, which you want to take that one? (laughs) I <laughs> said, like, is there sometimes we don't want to go? Well, if I answer that question, I'm a big, much bigger wimp than either is. <laughs> I remember one time being in, in my apartment in Belfast, and it was like uh, last November, and it was dark, and it was like 7 p.m. And the rain was hitting my window, and Emer sends me a message, and she's like, I'm just going to go up here for a swim. Do you want to come? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Honesty. That's look at will I tell you? It just wasn't for you on that day. So Emer, you're the one hail, rain, snow, whatever, you're in the sea, Emer. <laughs> yeah, it definitely makes um the swims a lot easier when summer comes back around. You feel like you're swimming in a bath in the middle of July. Mm. So the sea like you know the way they say the the sea cools the land in the summertime and it moderates you know we we've, we've all learned this in our geography lessons at school you know it moderates in the winter time that the sea is warmer is that a misnomer Emer? Uh, it would take a while for the sea to cool down so the coldest water really would be like around February March time. right yeah um but yeah yeah whereas it's a good time here at the moment because the, the waters haven't chilled just too much but the it will get to a stage where the air temperature is probably, or the water temperature is probably a little warmer than the air temperature. Yes, yes. So that's a good pointer there. That is the coldest time of the year too, uh, when your little uh, little um, important bits shrink with the cold of the water. <laughs> yes, I, 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 I've been um, uh, that soldier at times, I have to tell you. But um, <laughs> anyways, you know, you've created something magical here. You have a huge following. You're so active uh, on Instagram, Facebook, across social media and on your website as well. And it's growing. It's fair to say more and more people coming to you all of the time, Anya. Yeah, like um, every like it's just been happening so organically for us. Like we're the page itself when people are joining, and I suppose as well the more momentum it gets, and the more people join, well they'll tell more of their friends. So it's just attracting more and more people. But yeah, just like you say, like we're it's not really about us. It's more about everybody yeah. who's. Uh, interacting with it in terms of like what we're trying to do as you say I'm like do you do you want to work in marketing like coming up with the idea of the umbrella but that's essentially what we are is the umbrella so we just want people to when they come on that they will see the resources there we've also come up on our web page 
we um, came up with a list of groups, both free groups and paid groups, not not ran by us, but just community groups mm. um, that are ran by other people. So if there were things that you wanted to get involved with, you can go on to our webpage and we've listed as many as we can and we keep adding, adding to it. Um, as as time goes, so you can go on, and if you wanted to get involved in like a free swim group, you can go on there and try and find the name of your local one. Or if there's, if you wanted to do mountain biking, you can go on and contact them. But we're just providing you with the information, yeah. Uh, and yeah, so that's that's on our website. If anybody's looking to get involved in any kind of local groups themselves, just before yeah. I let you go, just before I let you go, who came up with the name Salty Sea Sisters? <laughs> I was kind of sheer luck. It was also more of a sitting and trying to figure out what would work. Because you do, if yeah. you're thinking on on Instagram and you're like uh, salty sisters, and I go, like, oh, nope, not that one, salty. <laughs> so it was a bit of a trial and error, but yeah, we got there. It's in the terrific. End. It just, uh, it is terrific. <laughs> uh, it's a wonderful name, and you've done really good for so many people. You really have. That's I congratulate you both. It's a terrific. Uh, thing you've done for so many Anya McCauley and Emer Tangney Salty Sea Sisters it's been a pleasure to chat to you today and keep swimming <laughs> thank you take bye. care of yourselves bye 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 they're terrific saltyseasisters.com is the website and they're everywhere on social media now, yesterday on Late Lunch, we were speaking to Kira Burke from Sage and Stone, and one of the issues we covered was staffing and getting staff and staff's willingness to work for her. Today, I'm coming back to the topic, and this time with Sarah Clark, who owns Melt Gelato, oh, people know it well, in Ashbourne, Navin and Swords, and she's run into a big, big problem. Sarah, how are you? Hi, how are you? Um, thanks for taking the call, Jerry. Not at all. Lovely to um, talk to you again on the show. So what's the story? Tell our listeners. Yeah, so we have um, Melt Gelato. We, are, we have a shop in Navin, Ashburn, and the new shop opened in Swords in March. And um, it was going really well. Um, had staff all through the summer. And I just found like um, we were kind of just left with one then, working full time. So, um, so yeah, we just struggled to get staff. So we ended up having to close the shop um, the end of August because obviously we couldn't um, let it function with just one staff member. And myself and my husband were already running between the other two shops because we lost like six staff in August. They all kind of went back to college or decided it wasn't for them or it was really hard. Um, so that's where we found ourselves. So you're telling me, Sarah, that Melt Gelato in Swords, you cannot get people to work for you. There just aren't the people there. So so it's not like before. It's so, like, when you start them, it's grand. So they tell me they have experience, they come along, and usually they're under the age of 20. So, um, so of course, they're not going to have loads of experience, but we are willing to, you know, teach them how to make coffee, crepes, scoop ice cream, um, so, like, we are going to show them, but we do expect them to have, you know, how to sweep a floor, how to wash the dishes, uh, you know, not be on their phone all day. Basically, sometimes you feel like you're babying them. And then when you speak to them or say, you know, you can't be on your phone, you know, um, why you stand behind the counter, you're not doing anything, move yourself, they start to cry. They, they, You feel like you're just kind of giving out all the time so 
So then they feel like, I suppose, it's not for them. And then they just leave after maybe two weekends because it's hard for them. So, um, so yeah, we just we felt like it was just a constant battle week in, week out. So that's why we had to close until we found somebody suitable, you know. Now, I hear what you're saying to me there, yeah. and really you're pointing at other issues. It's not to do with pay. It's to do with the acumen of people who come to work for you. And Kira Burke yesterday alluded to this as well and spoke about it to me on air. And here you are today finding a similar situation. So what you're saying to me is that young people, they're not up to scratch when it comes to doing what you want them to do, customer service, doing their job, getting stuck in. Is that basically it? That's it, yeah. And, like, don't get me wrong, the staff that we have now is absolutely fantastic. And previous staff have been, but as I say, they they leave, they move on. Um, you know, I have one girl that's working for me and she's doing the job of four people. And before I was paying four people to do that job. So she's, like, if I found a few of her, it'd be fantastic. Not that I want to put loads of pressure on them, but, yeah, I just want them to work. You know, they can stand on their phone when it's quiet, but when it's busy, you can't be standing on the phone behind your counter if you know where I'm coming from. So, yeah, it's it's a struggle. I know where yeah. you're coming from as well. And here we are again, this whole bloody thing of social media dominating people's lives and people yeah. needing to be on it all day, every day. And, yeah. I, and I want to just clarify there, and that's important that you said, you've wonderful people working for you and you Definitely. have had and you will yeah. have in the future. But this yeah. is an issue you believe is becoming more prominent. Yeah, and anybody that you speak to now in the in, in the in the business, coffee shops, other gelato um, par- ice cream parlors in in Dublin, we have friends there. They all have the same problem. They la- they last for a week, week or two, and then it's like I'm not available. Um, now I'm not available. This, 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 and this, and you nearly have to work your schedule around what they can work. So, so like it is, it's hard. So I suppose I don't know where I go from here. So now I, I open the messages on Facebook and I have 20 messages. Some are 17, some are 16. Some are mothers saying, will you give me child a go? But like, I just don't know where to go from here. So at the moment, I'm just going to leave a shot until I find somebody suitable or if you've got suitable for for the position there in sword. I'll repeat Kira Burke's words. See, I'm coming back to her again. Yes, he says, if mammy or daddy contact me looking for a job for Johnny or Susie, yeah. I say, well, send Johnny or Susie into me till I see them and uh, find out what they're like. So yeah. uh, I, I think you'd prefer yeah. that, that that as well. Sometimes Johnny and Susie doesn't even know mammy is yes. texting. Yes. So, and, then, and then I heard of like baristas getting paid 20, 25 euros. Like where does that leave us finding someone with experience having to pay them? 20 25 euros to make coffee in your in your shop it's just gone ridiculous so that's where we find ourselves with staff and you know those rates are very good rates to pay i have to say when you talk about those amounts of money but in different businesses of course you couldn't sustain that so here we have a real problem practical on the ground there's demand for your product in the swords area for melt gelato there's no problem. The pay is, is a decent pay as well. The hours are there. And yet you cannot open that business. That business is closed. No. I have so many that say to me, I can do Tuesday, Wednesday um, evenings. Um, I don't really feel, feel like I want to work till 10 o'clock. Um, I can't do Sunday, but I can do Saturday or the week of uh, 
December 1st, I can't do this, this, this and this. So, yeah, you can take them on and put them there, but then I have to find three other people to fill the other days that they can't do because they're not available. The the words that I, I hear probably three times a week. So, yeah, you'll be just fed up with it. Um, so I hope that, I don't know, the pub payment is probably one of the issues as well because they're getting the pub payment along with wanting cash as well. That's probably another big um, issue that the government probably need to address. I don't know, take get rid of the pub payment or assess it or something. I don't know. Well, just it's a struggle for us employers. I hear what you're saying, and I'm sure my listeners do uh, today as well. There are issues to be addressed, and they need to be addressed. But look at picking mm. and choosing your days, your hours, you know, whatever suits you. God, people who are running businesses need commitment as well and certainty. And without yeah. that, you can't function. I understand yeah. that. I understand I'm, it completely. We're willing to commit to, you know, the wages is not bad. I hear the McDonald's where there was an ad saying we'll work around you, you don't have to work around us. Like, that's, that's how bad it's gotten for McDonald's to actually come out, come out and say that in one of their ads. Not possible for you at Melt Gelato to do anything like that. McDonald's yeah. are a major international company. Exactly. And as you say, uh, if they're struggling, well, you can only yeah. imagine what's happening to the rest like yourself. Listen, mm-hmm. uh, I'm delighted you joined me today, Sarah, to air uh, your situation and uh, I wish you well. I hope it resolves itself and that this uh, scenario is looked at deeply by government and the people who are, uh, you know, trying to get as many people back into the workplace and employment up and the economy moving again. It is so important. Sarah Clark from Mel Gelato, thank you for joining me. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Sometimes I feel like throw my hands up in the air. I know I can count on you. Sometimes I feel like saying, Lord, I just don't care. Florence and the Machine, you've got the love on your late lunch this Wednesday afternoon. Well, Sarah Clark from Mel Gelato, she's not feeling the love at all, is she? Swords closed. Can't get people to work there or do their jobs. They want to be on the phone all day. They want to work the hours that they want to work. They don't want to work late. They don't want Saturdays. Jeez, I'll tell you, years ago, if I got work, I'd snap it with me hand, as I said to you. And I mentioned that yesterday as well. Anyway, food for thought there uh, with Sarah Clark. And we thank her for joining us on the show. Up next, it's World Awareness Day. Yes, we're talking about thrombosis in a moment on Late Lunch. Some more of what you'd have done on Budget Day. I'd uh, put all of the toll money into the health service. Not a bad suggestion, is it? The tolls, they generally go to people who invested many moons ago in them into the private sector. Uh, That's an interesting one. I'd make cyclists have insurance, says another listener. I'd reward the frontline workers. There's some of your uh, thoughts on the budget. If you had uh, the magic wand and could dole out the money. Um, Sarah Clark was with us a few moments ago talking about Melt Gelato in Swords. She's closed. She can't get the staff. She has problems with staff. Listener says, supervisor and managers on their phones uh, a bad example to other workers in a business as well Jerry. thank you for that I went into a shop in Navin says another lister the other day two girls in the shop both on their phones they lost a sale I walked out 
I'd walk out myself. I'll tell you a little story about that later on in the show. But let's move on on late lunch this afternoon because you may or may not know today is World Thrombosis Day and we're going to talk about it for the next while. Brendan McGaughy is a patient. He's lived with thrombosis. He's going to tell us a story in a moment. But first I'm joined by Dr Barry McDonough who's a consultant haematologist at Our Lady of Lourdes Hospital in Drogheda. Hello Barry. Hello Jerry. how are you doing? I'm good, thank you very much for joining me on the show. How extensive is this problem in an Irish context? That's a significant um, problem across the world. Um, so there's, it's probably, it is underappreciated in general that there's like at least 11,000 thrombosis events each year um, in this country. So we're hoping to use kind of World Thrombosis Day as a time to raise awareness of this kind of significant cause of illness and death that most people are not aware of because over years people have had, um, you know, symptoms of, stroke and heart attack kind of hammered home to them but thrombosis is a major issue that people in general are pretty unaware of what mm. to look out for um, in terms of symptoms and what would be risk factors for those kind of things. And are you saying to me that a thrombosis is generally a precursor to a heart attack or a stroke? It's in. The, it's usually in the, no, we class them in the kind of the vascular system, yeah. uh, like a cardiovascular death and uh, um but the VTE is what we call venous thromboembolism, which is basically the venous system as opposed to the arterial, which would be the heart attack and stroke. So these are clots basically that develop in the venous mm. system, usually overwhelmingly commonly in the legs, in the deep veins of the legs that you can't see. Yes. And then in worst case scenario, the clot propagates, dislodges a bit, and that gets travels up, gets pumped by the heart to the lungs, and that can cause in worst case scenario, sudden death. Mm. Um, and it's a, so basically it's a, the, the clot develops in these deep veins and that can lead to back pressure, kind of pain at the back of the leg, swelling, redness, um, affecting one leg usually, rarely both at the same time. And people can attribute these kind of symptoms a lot to kind of like a muscular injury or something like that. Um, and but obviously, if untreated, the clot can continue to grow and mm. propagate, and then put someone at risk of that clot ending up in the lungs, which can be catastrophic. Mm. So, is that the main sign to watch out for in your legs? A swelling, a throbbing, a pain? There is that the the main area where it you know manifests itself. Yeah, like there's always outliers, but that's definitely the significant proportion of them initially develop in the leg and cause those kind of symptoms, which would be pain swelling, mm. redness, and it affects the deep veins. So you don't usually, it's not like the like varicose veins where you can see a swelling. Yes. So, um, But the entire leg usually develops this kind of unilateral or one-sided kind of swelling, one leg affected. And uh, then the symptoms relating to the pulmonary embolism, which is the embolism part of the, of the VT, is basically when the clot travels to the lungs and that can cause breathlessness, chest pain, coughing up blood. It can kind of mimic pleurisy, what people call pleurisy, or um, or like a, a muscular problem. Yeah. So a lot of people you'd see come in with a PE may have attributed the symptoms for a day or two to a pulled muscle or something like that, but mm. they become more and more breathless and sicker and sicker until they have to come in. Let, let me bring in Brendan, who's listening attentively to you there on the line. Brendan McGaughy uh, from Dundalk. The, uh, Dr. Barry there mentioned, you know, the lungs and, you know, that feeling as well where it can uh, can move on. Is that where it began with you, Brendan? 
Yeah, that's where it began with me. Uh, I actually thought I had sort of a chest infection. And I went to my doctor and uh, he gave me some antibiotics for it. And it sort of thought it cleared it up. But uh, I went on holidays and it was <laughs> when I was on holidays, the sort of the last few days of holidays, it began to come back a bit. So when I come back from holidays, I went to see my doctor again. And he said at that stage, he gave me something else to say, but if it didn't clear it up, that it had to go for some tests. But uh, a few days later, it just uh, came to a head. I started to get uh, very short of breath and uh, very sharp pain in my right chest area. I uh, talked to the doctor and he told me to stay going to the hospital. So I went to the hospital and I started to treat the full clots of PE. That's my first one. And uh, actually, when I got in the hospital, they put me in a bed and I was there and they told me I was not allowed to move in case uh, this clot would break up and maybe go to my heart or go to my brain. So I was basically there for three, four days without being allowed to move. And you had, what, about six clots on your lung at that stage? I had about six clots on that first one, yeah, about six clots on my lung, yeah. And did yeah. that, did you, could you trace that back? Was that manifestation the first time you felt something? Had you anything previously in your legs? None whatsoever. Right, so it, it, your, your first signs was there. And then it came yeah. back at you, uh, they, they, they treated you and you were fine, but yeah, you, you were hit a second time. I was, at uh, the end of 2018, uh, I had uh, swelling in my leg and pain in my right leg. Mm. And that turned out to be a clot in my leg. Uh, which was treated, and then again at the end of 2019, I was, wasn't feeling that way. I thought maybe some sort of infection again, but I got up one morning and I went from the bedroom to the bathroom, and when I got as far as there, I had to sit down, just totally out of breath, and I knew I had to go to the hospital, so I got organisation and went to the hospital, and that was my second PE. Mm, so started in the leg that time and then moved. And you're now on well, medication. Well, it, it, it was the leg the previous year. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. But, but the, you know, the leg was involved and then ultimately it manifested, yeah. Yeah. as you said, yeah. similar to the first time. And you were yeah. on, on ongoing what? Medication, blood thinners at the moment? I, I am on uh, blood thinners at the moment. Yeah, I'll be on blood thinners for the rest of my life now. Yeah. Mm. So, and you keep a good eye on yourself. Let me go back to Dr. Barry McDonough on that one. That's, that's sort of atypical there. Yes, Barry. Yeah, well, um, yeah, Brendan presented with symptoms of a pulmonary embolism without having had any of the symptoms yeah. in the leg preceding that, and that happens. Um, like, if you have those kind of symptoms, you need to seek medical attention, and um, basically you can't uh, you can't rely on having had symptoms of a DVT because these can happen very acutely. Clot can develop very quickly, and it can travel very quickly. And then it's basically about what are the risk factors for getting clots and I suppose two-thirds of them are associated with hospitalization um, so either during the hospitalization or um, within 90 days thereafter that's when most clots develop and then in the UK and Ireland and in the Western world it's probably the leading cause of maternal death because women during pregnancy have a higher risk of thrombosis and even for several weeks after having given birth Right, um, and then oestrogen combined oral contraceptive HRT, and um, like those things are even long haul travel. And um, people may be aware if there is a risk for getting deep venous thrombosis um, with long flights. So um, you know, one is encouraged when on a long flight not to 
knock back a few sleeping tablets and a few drinks and remain in the same position the whole time. Yeah. Hydrate and move. I remember being tell, told that myself as well uh, on the long haul. It's very important. But the message for listeners today is, Doctor, that um, this is eminently treatable. You can can live well when diagnosed and you put on the medication like Brendan mentioned there. Yeah. Um, so basically, the getting on blood thinners can save lives. So if someone presents in a good time frame, uh, getting on blood thinners in the right time frame can reduce the chances obviously of death but even of more like more kind of chronic problems like with a very extensive clot affecting the leg the vein uh, the valves in the veins can be damaged and you will see like young people in their 20s 30s like women who've been pregnant who got a clot like sometimes they can have chronic symptoms because the the valves there are damaged so they have what we call post-thrombotic disorder and that can be very immiserating because you just can't do the stuff that you should be able to do at that age because your leg is to a degree compromised and so yeah like um, recognize the symptoms and and uh, and attending just to get investigated is is of major importance for it mm, and and don't hold back if you're worried you're listening today and you have similar symptoms contact your gp that's the first point to call yeah yeah well the uh, there's very few there's very few kind of things that a, if someone has kind of classical symptoms, there's very few things that a GP can do to say that's not a DVT. Yeah. So um, sometimes it would be more appropriate just to attend the hospital. Okay. Because doctors are notoriously poor to kind of been able oh, to I see. Yeah. Okay. physically assess. You can't physically assess someone who's got yeah. symptoms that are strongly suggestive of a DVT and then say, well, it's not one. So, um, like, you do require um, radiology, like ultrasound and blood tests and things like that to evaluate it properly. Okay, so go. don't hesitate on this one. Uh, attend uh, your local A&E and it'll be taken from there. Yeah. That's an important message and, and thank you for, for making that today. And just before we go, uh, Brendan, you're, you're doing the best you can in, in the circumstances. Oh yes, it's no problem. Yeah. Uh, I'm on blood thinners now, and I don't have any problem at all at the moment. But I'm just aware of the symptoms, and if I get on, I just go to see. I, I just go straight to the hospital now, so I do. Mm. Uh, the, the last one, I just went straight into the hospital. Really, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, always there on the the cautious and safe yeah, side. Yeah. Listen, well, the- if anyone if anyone feels pain, like a, a sudden pain in their chest or a sudden short of Yes, yeah, that's that. That is the message today, and and a good one indeed. Well, listen, thank you both for highlighting this on uh, this World Thrombosis Day. It is an important one to be aware of, and and you've been most helpful indeed, Dr. Barry McDonough, consultant hematologist at Our Lady of Lourdes Hospital, and Brendan McGaughy. Thank you both for joining me on the show. Thanks, Bert. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Important message there for everybody listening today, including yours truly. Jerry, we have two different convenience stores in two different towns and had to close early because we can't get anybody to work. It's a serious problem trying to get staff and something is wrong. Is it that people have too much money, says a listener? One of our staff members was able to claim the full amount of the PUP without any questions. This PUP money has to be stopped immediately. The government has a lot to answer for, says a listener to us this afternoon. And what about that one, Louise? Jerry, I have two daughters, 17 and 14. My eldest girl is great. She does uh, the grass, she cleans windows, etc., etc. She got a summer job. They loved her. She's just super. My 14 year old, different kettle of fish. 
always a row if she's asked to do anything. What a contrast there is there. Is <laughs> yeah. It? Yeah, well, you know, I know what that 14 year old needs. A kick in the ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't kick. I know you can't but, uh, kick. You know, you it's very hard to get work when you're a certain age. Yeah, I know that. I, I am, I'm only being facetious <laughs> there. You can't give them a kick <laughs> in the ass now. You can't, you know. But in my day, you'd get a narrow toe. Anyway, um, you, you would know, never be minister for justice. No, I'm fine. No, 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 no. But I hear what you're saying. It's a serious message. And it is a contrast between two children. Yeah. The difference. You see it yourself yeah, with your no, own. Aren't they they are. And I, I understand the point you're making there too. But that's, uh, this seems to be a very serious matter. You know, staff and staffing and working the hours and commitment to the job, etc. Definitely. But I think on the other side, Jerry, like even that, that lady Sarah Clark said earlier, when they do get work and they're there, they don't want to be there. Mm. They don't engage with the customer. There's like grunts yep. rather than... How are you getting on, you know? Yeah, customer service. You know, I don't know. There's connecting. none anymore. Very little. There's Do you some, think so? Oh, well, there's some people that are yeah. amazing in yes. shops and you nearly love going in. You love them. going in and you'll always go back to them. But and then others, you kind of go, oh my yeah. gosh, maybe I shouldn't have disturbed you. Oh, no, sorry. Sorry, sorry. I will tell you the story about me in a shop. I just haven't time at the minute, but I want to say a big thank you to our Danny, who's been in touch with to say... You don't need to change anything because yourself and Louise are happy all the time. <laughs> oh, Danny, you're too Thanks, nice. Danny. And a lovely card arrived this morning. We love the post, don't we? From Pauline Smiles to say, good luck, keep on smiling. And we will indeed, Pauline. And we got your card and we appreciate it. And with that in mind... bananas. <laughs> it's lovely, isn't it? But with that in mind, the day started dull, but it is brightening up. And we're playing Irish on LMFM and we're playing a lot of it over the month of October and we'll continue to do it beyond this month but in particular this month so with the dull day rising up according to the weather forecast and the sun on the way let's listen to the wonderful Jimmy Smith and Carrie Here comes the sun Here comes the sun and I say it's all Thank you for all your comments to the show and this thread is running through late lunch this week um, about young people and work and getting staff uh, to fill vacancies in jobs and places of work. Jerry, the worst things as a listener they ever did was not allowing teens work at 14 or 15 years of age. I uh, worked part time at the weekends when I was 14 and in secondary school. I remember going fruit picking when I was 12. Most of us did back then. I feel by the time most young people are allowed to take up part time work it's too late they're at a stage when they're pampered too much says a listener this afternoon another one coming to us these kids are spoiled I'm a single dad with two children they never got much so they learned the value of heat and food my son is now an electrician my daughter started in DCU she gets the half six bus every day 16 euro a day from RD works every evening and the weekends they respect the hard times and because of no fault they didn't, because of no fault of theirs, they didn't have a lot. Uh, just heat, food and love. So that's what's wrong today, says a listener. Too late lunch today. Thank you indeed for your comments. Very interesting indeed. And a topic that certainly isn't going to go away and will be talked about more and probably needs to be addressed, I have to say. It does have to be addressed, may I say. Now, my artists of the week are horselips and with the troubles raging in Ireland, horselips incredibly were universally accepted on both sides of the divide and the border and indeed they played their final gig at the Ulster Hall in Belfast on October 12, 1980. 
a decade on after forming Horselips were no more. They went their separate ways, but continued writing and performing in various guises. Johnny Fien and Eamon Carr formed Zen Alligators. Charles O'Connor then joined them a little later to form a group called Host. Barry Devlin went solo with assistance from Jim Lockhart. And did you know the pair composed the theme for the Sunday night unmissable Glenrow. Yes, they did. The boys composed the theme, the famous theme for uh, the TV series that ran for years and years in RTE. Charles O'Connor released an instrumental album called Angel on the Mantelpiece. And so all of their involvement in the music business continued. However, a long-running saga ensued over the rights to their music and work, which had been sold by their manager, Jim Sly, for a song, forgive the pun, to Outlet Records in Belfast. Indeed, it took 20 years before the boys eventually secured the rights to their music and compensation through the courts in Belfast. That was 1999. In 2004, an exhibition of Horselips memorabilia opened in Derry and moved to Drogheda in October 2005 thanks to the patronage and support of my good friend Paddy Goodwin. I was there on the night that that exhibition opened. It was unbelievable. And Horselips took to the stage and played a song for the first time. It was 25 years previously uh, that they were together and played. It was magnificent, really special. It was a special moment in time and one that paved the way for their ultimate reunion. And today I play Paddy Goodwin's favourite Horselip song. Yes, Paddy Goodwin, the man who played no small part in reviving Horselips. Horselips, my artist of the week, King of Morning, Queen of Day, Charles O'Connor there on vocals. And I have to mention another friend of mine, David Carey, who's a huge Horselips fan and enjoying the feature on Horselips this week on Late Lunch. David has all their albums and more besides on vinyl. Lovely to hear from you this afternoon, David, on the show. Up next, it's the Bridges of Meath County. If you've been driving round the Lobenstown, Sydney area recently in County Mead, you couldn't but notice the bridges. You may have not noticed them in the past because they weren't significant, but the stonework is now visible and they're looking really well. What's been happening, Kevin Begley? Tell me. <laughs> uh, well, this is all down to Julie, to be honest with you. That's Julie, our postmistress. Julie Mulvaney, is it? That's right, Julie Mulvaney. And she got a few of us together <clears throat> to go down and clean the bridges, which we duly did. Now, there's about 10 of us all together, so it's not just down to me, I can assure you. I'm just one of the ones that were down doing the work. Mm. But listen, you're doing a great job. You must have been hearing this back from people never noticed before. Were they in a bad way with ivy and stuff, was it? They, they were totally covered. In fact, you'd hardly see a bridge. Mm. But now you you approach it, and it, it, they're actually fantastic. It's great. They really look very, very well. No, we've been hearing this, uh, this end of things here, and that's why we wanted to check in with you. So Julie put this afoot. There's about 10 of you. When did you start the work? Back in the summer, was it? 
Oh, no, no, it's only about a month ago. Oh, we do it on uh, sort of six o'clock in the evening, but we get about two hours yeah. working. And then, of course, the, <clears throat> the the change in the summer and the winter, the months, are, you know, it's getting shorter and yes. shorter, so... My God, if you were at it in the summer, so you'd have the parish clean from the parish is clean from top to bottom. <laughs> you'd have the entire place clean, but it really looks fantastic. It's and there's a lot of compliments lying around about it. All right, you know. Yeah, yeah, and um, it's great to see because Ivy's a bloody course, isn't it? It's it, not that easy to get off, you know. No, and uh, we've done all that we've done. I think we, we might have a couple more to do. Mm. If the weather is with us, and uh, but Julie is the is the main is the driving force. But look at oh, tell, she is, yeah, te- she's brilliant, right? Tell me this, you know, yeah. it's not an area, but of course you need bridges ever over every stream and brook. Is there any major river flowing through Lobans Town or Sidon? I would say the D is the only one I know of. Yes, okay, yeah, the um, D. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be great on that yeah, area, yeah, but yeah. They're, they're all lovely and they're all flowing, and but you know they get full of muck and dirt and whatever mm. else. You know. Mm. But, so uh, how did you get the ivy out with uh, uh, brute force and ignorance? Exactly. We well, I used a hedge cutter to cut the top and then just pull them, and handy enough to get off. And yeah, um, Paddy Mead then the other night was sprayed the bridges with weed killer. Like it's a great job. It really is. It looks they look fantastic. Mm. And what's the, you know bridges? Of course, uh, they're built with stone, and the stone has to be gelled together with some kind of mortar. Could they do it a bit of pointing, or are they in good yeah. nick? No, there's a certain there's a certain amount of them will have to be done, mm. which I believe I've got the job of doing the pointing <laughs> on the brickwork. I don't know yet, but that's what I'm told <laughs> anyway. But we do it, we do it. There's no yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah, you'll get it done. But, you know, yeah. I'm not saying ivy has a function, of course, in life, but when it clogs up, you see trees with the, uh, you know what I mean, the trunks completely engulfed with ivy, and as you say, these beautiful bridges that are there and were never built to be covered over with, 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 with an ivy like they have been. So there you are. You've, many of you done already did you tell me we've done one two three we've done four you know the hungry hill yeah well there's a bad bend at the end of the hungry hill and that was waterlogged every time there was heavy rain yeah but that's all cleaned up now you actually wouldn't know it's fabulous and it's safe for drivers because all those hedges going down need to be cut yeah but yeah. that's another day's work, I think, you know. Of course. So you have that, and many of you to do, a couple to do yet, and then you're, you're done and dusted. Yeah, yeah. and there's, you know, the lads are fantastic, like every one of them, and they all work, you know, like mm. Julie, Jimmy Duff, Noel Duff. Um, you, you know, there, there's, yes. a whole, there's a whole team there, you know. Mm. But it's it's volunteerism at its very best. And uh, I believe as well, if, if, when you chip in, uh, you become Jamie Oliver later on in the evening. Is that right? <laughs> well, we have Don, the Captain Don, I call him, you know, Don McNulty. He's, uh, he's an Aer Lingus pilot, but right. he's on the job with us and he leaves and goes off and gets pizzas for the team afterwards. Okay. And they so, come back to my house and sit in the kitchen and we're having a bit of fun. But it's all great fun. It's terrific, you know. They're a great community. It really is. There you are. I was going to christen you Master Chef, but I can't now. You're honest to a fault, Kevin. It's not It's not made on site. It's imported. Yeah, I know. We do the best we can. I know. And they're know, all know, great people. They're, they're super now. They're, and there's, no, there's nobody who would say, oh, I'm not sure. I might be there. I think I'm... 
they're all did just drop everything and go, you know. Well done to all concerned. Yeah. Just yeah, wanted to g- wanted to give it a wee outing on the show today. Well done to Julie, Mul- Julie Mulvaney, you and well, all Julie, the crew as Julie well. Julie is yep. the chief, I can tell you. All right. It's not that easy either, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Julie, that's great. Lovely to talk to you, Kevin. Take care of yourself. Thank you very bye-bye. much. Bye-bye. 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 Great work going on in the Lobenstown, Sydney area with the Bridges. Give them a check out, look at them when you're there and admire them. Volunteers at their best. That's a lot of late lunch midweek Wednesday tomorrow. Darren McCullough's with me. You know him well. Our most famous farmer from here to the ground. PJ Cunningham's here. GAA matters on the agenda. Family Addiction Support Network. We're talking to them tomorrow on the show. And Mammy Michelle will be with us too. Eddie's coming next with The Drive. Stay with us here on LMFM Radio. Have a nice Wednesday evening. And we'll see you for Thursday late lunch at 1.30. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drada and Dorking Cabin. Let Blackstone Motors find the perfect car for you. With over 300 cars to choose from, we have the biggest selection of pre-owned cars in Drada and Dorking Cabin. Low APR and zero deposit packages available. See blackstonemotors.ie for more details. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade.